Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to They Talk, a good game, your favorite footy podcast, probably. It is uh, the end of the 2022 NRL season. The grand final has happened. The premiers are the Penrith Panthers getting the win over the Parramatta Eels on the weekend. And we're here to wrap it all up, discuss all the action, do all the things. I'm Lockie. I'm joined as always by Harvey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. Yep. No more well, sad to be here. It is. It is. It uh, is sad. It's bittersweet. But it know? is good. Um, I think the deserved winners came on out on top on the weekend. Yep. Penrith Panthers, minor premiers, favourites most of the year. Yeah, I think it went back as back. we expected it and as both the two of us hoped that yep. it would yep, uh, on the weekend. Although, you know, it would have been nice to... It's always nice to see a contest. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, if, if it wasn't going to be a contest, then I'd, I'd this would be my second choice. <laughs> <That's> right, <laughs> a yeah. dominant display yeah, it was, it was from close, the team that deserved um, it. For, for parts, uh, but in reality, Parramatta needed to come out firing. We spoke about yeah. it in our preview. They needed to come out and win the physicality, win the battle in the opening 20 minutes, and they didn't. Yeah, I remember watching it. Panthers scored the first try, and you said, well... That's the game. That's it. Game That's over. It. I really didn't see any way back yeah. from Parramatta from that moment on. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. It it, it aligns with how they uh, go in matches. <laughs> yeah, and and I think the biggest area where they lost was the forward pack. I mean, mm, that, that for a, is, a number of years has been Parramatta's biggest strength, mm. um, and nobody's ever doubted really their their forward pack. Um, and it's all been. You know, criticisms being leveled at the halves and um, that spine as to really whether they're capable of elevating the, the club into premiership contention. Mm. Um, but on the weekend, I think the forwards let them down. They, they yeah. got run over by Penrith. Then, yeah. And yep, the the halves and Gutho tried their hearts out, but they they weren't given any time and space. They were you know up against the fence from the get go. Yeah. And when yeah. When your middle forwards aren't making any ground, it's tough for the rest of your team to lift. Absolutely. I think they really struggled. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the Panthers, I think spine, what's interesting is that, you know, for the last few years, while Panthers have had this spine together, I think people have always, in fact, if you looked at the two spines going head to head on Sunday, maybe a few years ago, if you were picking an all-star spine out of the four, you'd probably keep Cleary, Luai and Coruscant, but then you'd probably go for... Gutherson and fullback because you'd probably say, well, it's some people call. would. Yeah, some yeah, people yeah. would. I mean, Gutherson with the origin experience, you know, from a couple of years ago. But uh, Dylan Edwards, he's had an amazing season. It's been unbelievable. Um, I mean, he, his rise as, um, I think it's taken a lot of people by surprise outside of Penrith. But I think those mm. Panthers loyalists, the Panthers fans, and certainly those within the club, all saw this coming. I've yeah. seen what he's capable with, and for a number of years, or at the you know the 
take going back three years, I think there were question marks, and I was one of them that was like, "Why is Edwards the Panthers' fullback? Like, why aren't they in the market for a fullback? Like, mm. they've got to go. That's the area they've got to upgrade. Yeah, why don't they have an X factor player like yeah. a Latrell Mitchell or a Tedesco? Who totally? You know, it felt like that was where the fullback position was heading. Yeah, um, but they've seen his potential the whole way, and he's repaid them because the consistency that he offers, but it's, it's reliability. It's not just like he consistently puts up a seven. He's the bloke every weekend that puts his body on the line when his team needs him to. So with the tough runs with the ball, without the ball as well. I mean, we saw his try-saving tackle. Um, when was it? Simmonson was on, on the break. Oh, yeah. Um, and that just Brought summed back up his memories effort. of Scott Satline, 2003. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love to relive anything <laughs> old school. But, um, yeah, I mean, fully deserved to get that Clive Churchill and... Mm. Yeah, he's he's one to watch out for for the years to come. We're not we're not going to dive into World Cup stuff at all, but he missed out on the um, the Australian team selection. It'd be interesting. I don't understand how. It'd be interesting to go back and um, look at uh, past years and think when was the last time. Not we don't have the answer, but when was the last time that the Australian team didn't feature the Dallium Medal winner or the Clive Churchill Medal winner? Bizarre, bizarre. But we don't have to get into that now. No, um, no, no, no. Save that. Stick, stick with the footy on the weekend. And yep. I just thought that, I mean, Cleary, is he the best halfback in the game? Is he is he on the pathway to be the greatest oh, ever? the greatest ever. That's what you're talking about. I think I think if we're talking the greatest that's currently playing, then I'd say 100% absolutely yep. yes. Uh, and, you know, not to get into the World Cup again, but no. and I know you've got your manly biases, but I'd be, I would 100% have him as the first choice over Daly Chairman, oh, yeah. despite the incumbency. I think he's he's earned it through club form. He doesn't need to earn it I in the Kangaroos jersey. He should just be given it. Um, but, yeah, in terms of greatest ever, well, everyone said their piece. One of the most interesting things is that Andrew Johns and Jonathan Thurston are two of the voices, and Cooper yeah. Cronk are three of the voices who have said yes said, yes, he's on his way to being that, especially given the fact that he's still 24. Yeah. And these guys, like Jonathan Thurston. Actually, Thurston had an interesting one. He sort of, in his very young years, very unnoticed at the Bulldogs, back up half back. Yeah. And he was still quite young when he went to the Cowboys and then he immediately won the Dally M and got to a grand final. So, yeah, I guess it wasn't like a slow build for him. Uh, someone like Cooper Cronk, it was definitely a slow build, I think never touted as Melbourne's number seven going forward, really had to earn it. Yeah, for sure. And, and he uh, played in a team where he, you know, was outshined by a lot of the talent that they mm. had in that Melbourne Storm system. Yeah. Um, back end of the career, obviously that changed. But Cleary has been built up as the next big thing for a while. And he's delivering. Mm. Like we, we've seen a lot of players come and go who have had the hype behind them. And he plays in such a crucial position that it's very noticeable if you're not playing up to that standard and if you're not mm. reaching that potential. And he is just, he, he just is. Yep. And I don't think there's anybody that could fault his development. Um, yep. He has every chance of being the best ever. Only time will tell, obviously. Yep. But the position he's at now, not just in terms of the skills he's got and the confidence that he plays with, but the fact that he's already got a couple of premierships, he's at the best team in the league, and they show no signs of slowing down, there is no reason why he can't finish his career with five, six premierships. No, absolutely. Like, if we're being real. And that is, I mean, that's a claim. And he'll be at the the heart of it. Mm, That's 100% true. On the flip side, the Eels, where to from here? 
Um, you know, lose a couple players. Rebuild, suck the coach. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I think. I think Brad Arthur's uh, earned to the right to keep his spot for for the next couple of seasons. Yep, I would say. Uh, get oh, him to I, a grand oh, final. What I know, <laughs> but he, he like I. I think. Um, He's not the. He's just not the coach to take them to the next level. Mm. I don't think so. I, he he came in and he earned so many brownie points for picking them up off the bottom of the ladder and turning them around. And he's done such a good job at building that club. But I just think they need a different ingredient. Maybe Trent Barrett coming in and like like as an assistant and and taking on the attack for them will will help. Mm. But I'm not. I'm not sure that he is the bloke to do it. And I think honestly. With the roster that they've had over the last couple of years, they've had one real good shot. Mm. Like, yes, he made the grand final, and fair play. It's a strong effort, but in the last two, three final series, they've been really disappointing. Mm. So there, there's a strong argument that they should have been in more grand finals, or they should have played stronger. Um, and now they, I think they've lost 10 or 11 of their rosters already signed to different clubs next year, moving on. Some key players, mm. some more of those fringe squad players. I don't see them being a stronger side next year. Mm. It's like just on paper, I don't see them being capable of challenging for a premiership more mm. so than than, than this they year. did with Reed Marnie yeah, going. Definitely I think felt, that's the biggest. This definitely felt like they're the the best chance they had. Even during the year, I think we were saying like if if it's not this year, then yeah. It won't happen. So, and at that point, we didn't even expect them to be in the grand final. So, the fact that they got there, good on them. But um, the hurt, the the loss, I think, hurts even that much more for the Eels. Unlike unlike the Panthers in twenty twenty, losing to the Storm, that was a grand final loss where you yeah. said this is a team that is at the start of their premiership window, and they're only going to get stronger. Whereas the Eels feel like this was the end of their premiership window, yeah. and it's. Uh, I'd really like to see to Moses and Brown and Gutho especially like learn from this and, and mm. get that sort of fire in the belly, the vengeance, not that you should need it to win a premiership, but there is that motivation that comes from losing mm. and it could take them to the next level. I think they've got Josh Hodgson coming in. He's, he's going to take over Marnie and that's like a very capable replacement and he's going to slot in really well just yeah. because of his experience and his versatility, but he's past his best and he's coming off a big, long injury layoff. So it's down to those three to drive the, this club forward. Totally. And Dylan they, Brown is, uh, I think, after November first or whatever, he's free to negotiate yep. with clubs for twenty twenty four. So that's another interesting thing in itself. He's been he's been uh, touted, I think, or rumored as the guy that Melbourne are looking at yeah. if Cameron Munster moves on. And Dylan Brown even has said himself that he's at a point in his career where it's not necessarily about money or the best offer it's about i guess opportunity and for sure. there's no bigger opportunity than melbourne no. for a young player uh so i'd be a little bit concerned if i'm a Parramatta fan hearing that because by the sounds of it i think munster could be headed to redcliffe so i i the think, dominoes may fall yeah, in a I way that doesn't favor para and totally. mitchell moses is also being looked at by the tigers oh god uh, <laughs> I, I doubt he'll go back but yeah i don't Brown, think so. certainly i think mm. I just my sense on Munster. I think if he was going to stay at the Storm, he would have signed already. That's right. Like, you, why would you not? Yeah, there's no point stalling um, yeah. unless he's seriously or yeah has already accepted another offer from elsewhere. Yeah. Um. But Parramatta, where to next? 
they're just going to struggle next year to to bounce back. It's it's those those core players. If if they hold Papa on, he's also now a hundred percent confirmed in his own words that he will be honouring his contract. Well, there you go. Not that it was his choice anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's he signed the contract months ago, but <laughs> but it's at least at least it puts to bed any efforts from his management to try and sneak oh, out of totally, that deal. Totally, and I just think where to next? They're going to bounce around. They'll be a top eight side again next year. Mm. They're not going to fall to the bottom of the ladder, but. How how do they put together a better seventeen than what they had next year? Yeah, and it I, doesn't look like they they can. No, <laughs> and then by the nature of the way that they play and the players that they've got, mm. they are going to be that side that the is thing, electric one day, yeah. and when they get put on the back foot, is going to struggle. The other thing about Josh Hodgson coming to the club is that. He's not a he's by not at all a like for like replacement of Reed Marnie for one the minutes um, Marnie's been the Eels pretty much eighty minute hooker this yeah. whole year Josh Hodgson hasn't been an eighty minute hooker for at least four years with Tom Starling they've had a really good r- rotation yeah, but he's sure. not an eighty minute hooker and he's only getting older yeah uh, so I don't know who their backup is hopefully it's not Jake Arthur uh, just <laughs> and that's the other thing you wonder for Brad Arthur is that you know it feels. It's it's different if your son is the best player in the league. Yeah. Like like Ivan has the luxury of. No one is questioning Ivan when he picks his son at number seven. But Jake Arthur keeps taking up a spot on the bench for the Eels. He doesn't he hasn't proven to be good enough or worthy of that spot. And it, so it, on, on it turns back on like, Brad Arthur towards favoritism and Oh totally. And in um week one of the finals, he didn't even t- come on the pitch. Like yeah. and when you can have another Middle forward, yeah. That like can, that, yeah. They haven't had like Nathan Brown has been missing out on, totally. on spots uh, yeah. because and of that. Honestly, he was misused in the grand final. I think there was a bit of talk about him coming onto the starting team and and um getting let loose, but I barely noticed his impact. Yeah, and I thought he was going to come on and he would actually be a real strike weapon for them. He would ravage the middle. He'd put on a couple of big shots, not play big minutes, but have big impact. Yeah, and he went missing, and it's hard to step up. After you know ten weeks out the side, yeah. come back into first and grade again into and final. into the grand final against the best team in the comp. Yeah, um, yeah, there'll, there'll be questions moving forward. And Jacob Arthur doesn't also have the versatility. We we, we saw earlier in the year they moved Dylan Brown to the centres to any, accommodate yeah. for Arthur. And, and that the whole point of that work. bench spot is utility value. So yeah. if you're moving. In order for them to be able to play, if you've got to move your star 5'8", who at that point was the best player in the team, most informed player in the yeah. team, then um, then yeah, you're doing something wrong or you're selecting the wrong guy. Totally. You know, you'd rather someone who maybe might even have less talent but has more versatility and can allow you know your, your star players to play their natural game. I guess that's yeah. uh, that's that. That's that. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, Penrith won because they were the better side. Yeah, you know, we we can dissect it. We can look at it a whole bunch of different ways. And the better team all year. Yeah, they, they deserved. They deserved, they deserved to win. They're the better players, the better coach, the better form. Like, hundred percent. Last thing about it. Do you think? What are your thoughts on the uh, the Panthers celebrations post game? It's been a bit of controversy. Um, uh, I know it depends those. On what controversy you're referring to? Um, but I think. The general response that they've been arrogant or that they've um they're they're poor winners because of the way that they celebrate. No. They won the grand final. Exactly. Go for it. I'm with you. If you're outraged that the team that's winning is celebrating, 
try win something yourself and then <laughs> sit there and do nothing, you know? Yeah, also, like, like, the moment, you know, these guys go a whole year of scrutiny, journalism, whatever, they win a grand final, yeah. they get on the piss, they don't sleep for a whole night, and then cameras and microphones are shoved oh, in their totally, face. totally, yeah. Get, like, either don't have the... Don't have the coverage there or let them be. Just yeah, let them do totally, it. Like, totally. They've won a bloody grand final. Exactly. And also all this talk about like these same people in the media who will say, oh, the game's lost its characters because yeah. of whatever, will then also be the same people to say, oh, we don't like the fact that they like think that they said in an interview that they're the best team in the league. Yeah. They are the best team in the they league. They are. They proved it. They proved Twice. It. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're the best team at the moment. Yeah. And so they're behaving like it. Yeah. You know, they they can they've earned this arrogance in, so. in a lot of ways. And um I don't think they're disrespectful like when they're playing against anyone or that do, that doesn't come across it directly but if they're calling out oppositions or other clubs, fair enough. Yeah. Because they beat them all this year. Beat them all. And they did last year as well. Yeah. So they're allowed to. Like, yeah. have fun with it. You know, we yeah. want those characters in the game. We want, if if you win, you want to celebrate. And exactly. I don't think they cross the line, Um. yeah, this weekend. And Neither do I. I hope the celebrations continue for them. May it, may it continue long through until the World Cup when they all have to play each other because they're all <laughs> going to be playing because oh, they're yeah. the best team in the comp exactly. and they'll all be playing for their different countries. Um, oh. Yeah, excellent. Sweet. Let's. Uh, the other great thing about today's episode is not just about celebrating the winners of the NRL season, the Panthers. We also have our to tag tipping comp and our predictions league to announce the, the overall champions yep. of, which we'll get to just after this little ad break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back from the ad. It's time to announce the winner of the 2022 They Talk A Good Game NRL Tipping Competition. Over to you, Harvey. Yes, there was one runaway winner at the end of the year. Overall, the top 10 was quite close, with 2nd to 10th being about five tips apart. Mm. Um, but our leader, by far and away, winning by, uh, quick math, six tips. Wow, um, that's ahead a big of second margin. Place, big yeah, margin. With a total of 164. Um, nice. Is Jackson James. Tips to name. Well the done. Cheese is on his way. Obviously a Roosters fan. Looking forward to Brandon Smith getting there. Congratulations. Congratulations, um, Jackson. A, uh, a They Talk year. A Good Game t-shirt is coming your way. Yes, yes. So there you go. Keep an eye out on your Instagram box or something like that. Absolutely. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be coming. 
Um, be coming. Yep, and and well done to everybody who participated this year. Yep. It's nice to have the the league constantly growing. It was oh, much yes. bigger than last year. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Even throughout the season, we had, we had people joining up halfway through. Um, so share it around. The league will be up again for next year. And can't wait. Can't wait. But we've got to congratulate Jackson James. Well, well done. done. Well done, Jackson James. Well done to everyone who played. Um, I I did shock, and I think I was in the forties somewhere, <laughs> somewhere way down low. Uh, and so we're not going to mention where we ranked. Well, I just did. So <laughs> <laughs> you you won't mention where you ranked. I was above you, Lockie, so that's uh, it. That's all we know. That's all that we know. Um, yes. So well done. It takes it's it takes a lot of effort to to put in your tips every week and. To get them right. So yes, well done. 100%. Um, T-shirts coming your way. Predictions League is next. Predictions League. I'm trying to find... Where's my phone? Oh, there it is. Okay. Got it. This is where I can look at to see what the predictions were um, this week. And do the quick maths and figure out live... Well, not live, but live for us. Live for us. On, on air. <laughs> who takes home our inaugural Predictions League Cup? So going into the grand final, Tim from Patreon was sitting at the top on 32 points. Yeah. Nikki was on 29 points, also a Patreon member. I was third on 28. Harvey, you were fourth on 24. And in that last position, guaranteed a wooden spoon regardless of grand final result, was Marina from Patreon on 12. <laughs> so let's see what happened. Uh, Tim with a three-point lead from second place, which was only four points ahead of third place, which was only eight points ahead of fourth place. Let's see what happened. So, Tim, who was in first place. Basically, if Tim got his prediction right, we'd we'd pretty much all be out of it. Tim's prediction was that... um, What was it? Oh, God. (laughs) I've lost it. There it is. Tim's prediction was that there would be four or more tries and assists in total between the halves from both teams. Mm. So Cleary, Luai, Brown, Moses. There was only one try or try assist from any of those four guys. It was Nathan Cleary with a try assist. So yep. Tim's gotten it wrong. He remains on 32. So this opens it up. Opens up. Opens it up. Nikki in second place on 29 needs four for a victory. Nikki predicted that Mitchell Moses would kick a 40-20 in the first half. Didn't happen. No. That prediction was worth exactly four points. Wow. So would have got the win Ooh. if Mitch Moses had kicked a 40-20. Damn, Mitch. So then we go to third, Lockie on 28. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> four points behind Tim, needing a five for a victory. My prediction was worth exactly five points. Oh, oh my God. It was a try to be scored off an intercept at some point. Did not happen. Did not happen. Did not happen. So I'm out of it too. Harvey in fourth place yeah. on 24. We know Maureen has already already got the wooden spoon. So at this point, it becomes Harvey or Tim. Yeah. So I'm second to really. win. But you would need you would need nine points. Yeah. I needed I needed to go need, bold. It need eight to get a, a tied victory. Nine I, to. I think I went quite bold. What What was my prediction worth? Harvey, your prediction was worth. Seven. Oh, the fans have dogged They've me. absolutely dogged you. So even if it came true, it didn't matter. Um, oh. But it didn't come true. No, it didn't. It Your that. prediction was that the Eels would get a 10-point lead at some point mm-hmm. and then lose by a margin of more than 10. You got the second part right, yep. but not the first part. Um, and lastly, Marina also got her prediction wrong. Eels to win by two points or less. So to end, grand, to end the predictions league, in they talk a good game style. Yeah. 
We all got our predictions wrong. So Tim, who was our leader heading in, congratulations, mate, Tim. Well done. Oh, an well absolute predicted. a loyal listener to the podcast. You are the Predictions League champion, and you will be receiving a They Talk Good Game t-shirt. Keep a uh, lookout in your Instagram DMs. Yeah, can't wait to get it to you, mate. Yeah, congratulations, well congrats, tipped mate. all through the season. Um, my God, Predictions League has been so much fun this year. Oh, my God. Predicting anything and everything from the weekend's footy, getting you guys, the fans, voting on how, how bold is that prediction. Turns out, doesn't matter how bold it is, we're still getting it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's uh, what, what an evolution from the bold, the basic, and the brilliant oh, from last year, yeah. where we had to come up with a bolder and a basic prediction. <laughs> this is much better, where you can better. choose how basic or bold you want to go. And the fans, it involves you, the fans, which is what we love. Uh, you get to reward us or not reward us yep. based on what you reckon. Um, it'll definitely be back next year. Um, and here's the other thing. So in order to be part of Predictions League, you need to be a Patreon member with us, which starts from as little as $2 a month. That's right. But starting from now, we have frozen all subscription payments until March next year. So you can join right now. You won't be charged until next year when we're playing. That's right. So you have all the, you don't have to wait until March to join. If you think you might forget about it, do it now. Yeah, do it now. Just to get it sorted for next year. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash Tatagiga. T-T-A-G-G. They talk a good game. They talk a good game. Supposedly. Supposedly. (laughs) Apparently that's what happens. Um, Yeah, well done to the Panthers again. What a wonderful season it's been. Season two of the podcast. We'll have... um, this is sort of a, a, a mini a mini goodbye from us, although we will be starting next week releasing uh, season reviews. Yeah, keep an eye out for that for, for your team and, and the rest of them as well. Mm. Um, they'll be coming out thick and fast as we, we wrap up the season of oh, yes. 2022. Congratulations, Panthers. Congratulations, Panthers. Harvey, congratulations to you. Oh, congratulations, another, another wonderful year. Yeah, it's, been, it's been special. It is so special. Um, and until next time, <laughs> bye bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.